Welcome to New York Institute of Technology's podcast, The Scope. Produced by the College of Osteopathic Medicine, our episodes focus on the medical school experience and how it helps shape future physicians. Learn about exciting new health and wellness initiatives, cutting-edge medical research and technology, and how to effectively navigate medical school. We are excited to have you join us. Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of The Scope. I'm Melly Young, a second year student at the New York Institute of Technology College of Osteopathic Medicine, and I will be your host today. Today, we are joined by a unique panel of medical student artists and faculty and staff at the COM. I'm gonna start by asking our panelists to introduce themselves. I'm Julia Molnar. I am an assistant professor in the Department of Anatomy. I've been at NYIT-COM for about three years. Hi, my name is Mihima Mangla. I'm a third year medical student and current academic medicine scholar, and I'm thrilled to be here. What's going on, listeners? My name is Jake Soundler. I'm a second year medical student. I'm very excited to be on the podcast today. Hi, and I am Susan Payette-Kewick. I am the Director of Student Professionalism and Special Projects at NYIT-COM, and I am delighted to be a part of this conversation. And I'm so thankful for you guys to be joining me today. Before we dive right into everything, I want to talk about your lives before entering medical school or becoming a faculty or staff member here at the COM. So can you tell me a little bit about when your interest in art and drawing kind of began? Sure, I'll go first. I have always been interested in art. And in fact, when I was young, I thought I wanted to be an artist. And I went, I actually attended art school in Baltimore. And then after that, after trying unsuccessfully to forge a career as an artist, I, uh, I did a master's program in medical illustration. I was really, really interested in that. But at the time when I was working on my master's thesis, I was introduced to the uh, Center for Functional Anatomy and Evolution at Johns Hopkins. And I just I became so interested in that. I did my master's thesis project on um, launching in pterosaurs, the extinct reptiles that lived at the time of the dinosaurs. And then from there, I applied for a position as a research technician to work on the evolution of early tetrapods. And the rest is history. Thank you, Dr. Molnar. So for me, my interest in art also started when I was younger. I attended painting classes as a child, but I think what really sealed the deal for me and my interest in art and the humanities was when I started college at NYU. Um, I was an art history major and an anthropology major, and I definitely toyed with the idea of becoming a curator. I love going to museums. I love sitting there and sketching for a long time. A lot of my class were required sketching. It was something that I learned to really love and um, something that I continue to this day. So I'm thrilled to talk about it more because I think art really has a place in medicine. And for me, it started a long time ago. And just like the rest of the panel, I've always been fascinated with art. While the rest of the kids were out playing football or basketball, I was always with my sketch pad, just doodling in the corner. So it's been a big part of my life since the beginning. And then I ended up going to Binghamton University upstate where I majored in biology. And in my sophomore year, I said, you know what? I can't just look at these molecules and chemical formulas all day. I got to spice things up, go with what I know. So then I decided to minor in art so that I can have some sort of creative outlet during the stressful times of school. 
Uh, and then it just took on from there when I got to MYIT and, and to learn more about the art culture that we have here. That's incredible. I could not draw a single thing in my life. So to hear you guys be able to turn things that you see into something you can draw is pretty incredible to me. I was a pretty traditional student, I'd say. I knew I wanted to be a doctor since I was very young. So right out of high school, I applied for a joint medical program here at the Com, And so I just had one, one path basically into medicine. And Science is already pretty hard for me. So to imagine that you guys went through a whole different skill set, a whole different type of training before jumping into the hard science is really incredible. It's really inspiring to me. And Susan, how, where does your interest in art begin? Thanks. I actually uh, was interested in art ever since I was uh, a young child. And I, I also thought about having it be my career. When I was a younger person, I used to surprise my family members I would never tell them if I was going to draw a portrait of them, I guess, honestly, because I didn't want to have the pressure on me. Oh, gosh, you know, what if it doesn't come out good? And so I was kind of known to be um, the person that would like spring a portrait on somebody after it was done. So I would usually do it from photographs. And um, I used to do my family. And so now as an older person, it's kind of fun to see some of these uh, pictures that I did when I was younger. So um, definitely love the arts. I have an expectation now that I'll one day get a Christmas gift from you, a portrait of myself for me to hang up. We have an artery club here at NYTCOM. And I wanted to ask, because I think most of you here were part of the establishment of this organization. So can you tell me a little bit about the origin story about how this organization came to be? Uh, yes, let me start out because it's actually been around for about two and a half years. So I'll tell the early history and then I'll turn it over uh, to the current members. We have first, we called it art and medicine or something like that. And it started out as a research study by two academic medicine scholars. And they approached me because of my background in art and said, we have this idea, we would really like to bring anatomical sketching into the anatomy lab. And I said, this is a great idea. I love this idea. I thought that we were going to have to really convince medical students to participate in this, that they would be really too focused on their exams and we'd have to figure out a way to lure them into the anatomy lab. And we came up with this idea to come up with two groups and then some of them would, be, would participate in sketching in the anatomy lab, focusing on really high yield structures and difficult anatomical areas. And then we would, at the end of that, we would compare their anatomy scores and see whether that actually helped them to master the really difficult anatomy. And what we found out at the end was it didn't have a huge effect on anatomy scores, but the participants really enjoyed it and wanted to continue it. So this turned from a research study into an interest group. And so that research study was ongoing while I was a first-year medical student in the anatomy lab, and I thought it was so fun that people were taking time to sketch during anatomy. So I joined the study, and I got randomized to be a control, so I actually didn't get the chance to sketch in the lab. So by the time I was a second year, and the two academic scholars who had started this project um, were moving on to start the rotations again, it was a kind of a pretty organic thing for me to pick up. And at that point, the research study had wrapped up. So we turned it into an interest group. So it became the artery, uh, the art and medicine interest group. And um, it all started last year. 
And Jake, you're the current president, correct? of the artery. So what are some events that you guys have put on either pre or um, post COVID? Yeah, it's kind of a uh, handing off of the torch. Mahima was actually the president before me. And uh, last year I used to go to all the meetings and we'd go in the anatomy lab, like she said, and we'd sketch the different cadavers and anatomical uh, organs and all that, that type of stuff. So when I took over as president, um, like you're alluding to with COVID, it was a little bit of a different territory for the club. And so we had to get a little creative. So what we've been doing this past year is we have Dr. Molnar uh, join in on a Zoom. And what she'll do is she'll draw and send us reference images of, for instance, we did the lungs. And what we had was we all just talked together and we were all drawing at the same time. People would talk about the anatomy of the structure. Dr. Molnar would also give some artistic pointers. Um, so it was really like a creative way to try and pick up where we left off just with a different kind of flavor to it. I know Jake last year always asked me to come to these meetings and I kind of regret never showing up now because it sounds like what you guys do is, are, is so fun. Can you tell me a little bit more about what happened during the meetings while we were all still meeting in person? So back when it was the traditional times of learning anatomy in person and dissecting, Dr. Molnar and I met at the beginning of the semester and we looked at kind of the trajectory of what was going to be dissected for that term and set up a few meetings for students to sketch different structures over the semester. And the day of the sketching, I would usually have a small PowerPoint that included actually some high yield facts about the anatomy that we we're gonna sketch. So it would draw in people who were interested in learning the medical sciences, but also still tie in the art. Um, sometimes I would have a couple of like bonus multiple choice questions about the anatomy that we were learning to keep them engaged. And then also I had um, in those PowerPoints pictures of past sketches so people could use those as a guide. Because sometimes when you're sketching, you might think you're seeing a certain structure, but you might not be sure. So you might want a reference. So we would have it across all the TVs in the anatomy lab images. So people would be able to look at those and then look at the cadaver and spend about an hour sketching. Dr. Mulder? And we also had really good participation from the faculty who would come in and facilitate these sessions. We had a lot of the anatomy faculty, some of whom are really uh, talented artists, and some who just brought their anatomy skills. And I think it was a really productive conversation to kind of talk about an image with an anatomist and we're discussing uh, anatomical variations and we're discussing the relative size of structures and their anatomical relationships to each other. And we even brought in some uh, faculty outside of the anatomy lab who specialized in particular organs or systems. Uh, so I think that was a really valuable part of that was having this opportunity to connect with different faculty members. And one of the, the memories that I have from last, last year specifically was um, we were talking about a certain structure that we were all gathered around the cadaver. And I initially joined the club just more for the artistic side of it, actually, and less so for the anatomic learning. Um, but Dr. Molnar started to explain how you can look at different things from different angles in the body, and then you can perceive them different. You could see how the light hits them differently. So she was piquing my interest from, on an artistic level. But then we were doing something complicated like the brachial plexus, and she was going through the anatomy of what comes in front of the other and then how you know you could draw something because this nerve is on top of this nerve. So it really is like a medley of art and anatomy, like we keep saying. Uh, so it's just a great experience for everyone that does it. 
And I'd have to say, it's so interesting to observe everyone's sketching style. Um, I learned something from everybody and their sketches. It, everyone has like a different weight with how they hold the pencil. Everyone kind of has a different movement with their lines. And being able to sketch with all the students, you just got to see their style and spend some time relaxing and learning anatomy through their eyes also, which was really helpful. What I'm gathering is my anatomy would probably be better if I showed up to these meetings. So Jake, I'm sorry, you were right. One of the biggest reasons that a lot of students participate in the Fit Physicians program is because we get to go and we get to run with the deans or the faculty or the staff and get to know our faculty members and our teachers in a way different outside of the classroom. So would you say that was a similar experience for the students that were participating in these artery sessions? I would say absolutely. I don't think I can think of another opportunity where you can have kind of off office hours time with faculty to learn about their research interests. I remember, Jake, you and I had a really interesting session with Dr. Vasiliev. We basically had preserved kidneys, but with several different pathologies. And we got to sketch a horseshoe kidney. Jake, this was something that you sketched. You sketched a hypoplastic kidney, a kidney that one didn't develop as much as the other one. So those are like burned into your brain because you had the chance to talk to a faculty who specializes in that. Yeah, I certainly got exposure to different faculty members that I wouldn't otherwise get to know. And I think the interesting part about it is usually when you think of your teacher, you think of someone scary that's giving you a grade, someone that's giving you the test with all the hard questions. But when you're in a creative setting where you're just there just for the joy of creating something with other people and you can see their skill and they see your skill, it's just like a different wavelength. And then you get to bond with that teacher a little bit more than you otherwise would have if you were just taking their tests and going on with your day. So that was also another factor that I didn't really anticipate happening when I was joining the club, but I was really thankful to get to know my teachers in a different light and uh, same thing for them to know me. Thank you for sharing that. I remember walking around Sirota last year and I saw all these tables be put out. My study space was taken away, but that's okay. But I saw all these exhibits that were being put out. Can you tell me a little bit more about the exhibits that you put on, Dr. Molnar? Well, yeah, last year we were part of the Wellness Week. So the first year that we had this program, we did, we did do a small exhibit just in Molly Auditorium. And then the second year that we did it, we partnered with Wellness Week and we were able to have a much bigger event with Through the Lens was part of that. We had some 3D prints from the Visualization Center and we had an opening with some food and uh, beverages and really, really good attendance. The artwork submission was way beyond expectations. Uh, We had 28 pieces submitted, most of them from students, but a few from faculty. And the quality was absolutely stunning. We had a lot of wonderful sketches that had been done in the anatomy lab, but a lot of students had taken them home and continued to work on them and really polished them to a high degree. And we even had some paintings in there as well. It was a mind-blowing effort from the Artery Club to pull that together, and I think it was a fantastic success. Susan, do you have something to add? 
Yeah, I wanted to say, I remember that exhibit very well, and I thought it was incredible. I loved watching, you know, viewing all the different drawings, not uh, just the anatomy aspects, but seeing the different styles of the artists. And I also thought, because I myself was kind of a closet artist, I don't go out and tell people this all the time, but I remember when I would draw portraits of people, especially as the artist, I felt that because you look at something in a different way when you're actually drawing, uh, every line, every shadow becomes very, very important. I felt like there was almost like a bond formed in, in a way that I felt like I knew that person just a little bit better because I drew them. And so my question that I'm interested to, to learn is, as medical students and also as a, an anatomy faculty member, do you feel something similar to that? Do you feel like maybe like the um, organ or body part that you're drawing do you feel like you know it better or you've seen it in a different way that it resonates with you as an artist? I would certainly agree with that. And that was one of the main reasons that I wanted to start this program, because I know that if I have drawn an anatomical structure, I know it much better than if I haven't. Uh, I've drawn many anatomical structures in, in my career, in my life. And I, the ones that I haven't drawn, I'm, I'm a lot less familiar with. It's not, it sort of burns it into your memory because you look at it with a level of detail that you wouldn't otherwise. And I think there's something special that happens when you're observing and you're recording. There's a connection between your mind and your hand, your eyes, that really just gives you this deeper relationship with what you're seeing than if you were just passively observing it. I have to say, I found the sketching also kind of a humbling experience, almost because I felt like we were learning so much from the cadavers. Like they gave us so much. Not only did we learn the medical sciences, but we were able to sketch, I guess, memorialize uh, what we did in an even more powerful way. So for me, it it was almost therapeutic, I would say, to do the sketching. Not only did I learn, but I really felt like it was healing me in, in some way, getting to focus on the humanities a little bit. I just find it so interesting how we all have a little bit of a different relationship with the art. So pretty much anyone that knows me knows my spiel about how much I'm inspired by Leonardo da Vinci and how uh, I was so interested in reading his pages in his notebook and reading his biography and for me, drawing in the cadaver lab, it really just took me back in time to like a time where people were doing this for discovering it for the first time. And I'd go after one of the meetings and go home and look at Da Vinci's drawings of the same body part. And it's like exactly the same as what we were doing. And it's just crazy to me that so much time has passed, but there's kind of like this lineage of artists and scientists that have been doing this stuff for so long. So I kind of felt like part of a bigger whole while I was in the club and while I still am in the club. So it's just like very fascinating to me that we have the opportunity to do this rare thing that otherwise you wouldn't necessarily have access to. So I'm very grateful for it. Our listeners can't see, but I'm grinning ear to ear. It's so interesting to hear your takes on art, especially as somebody who cannot sketch a single thing. I'm going to have to take classes from one of you. Um, before we move on from the artery, I wanted to talk a little bit about how medical students have benefited from the program. I mean, I remember seeing Jake walk around with a giraffe skull last year. Was that a skull? I think that was a skull. And I asked him, like, what are you doing with this? And he was like, well, Dr. Slunius, who's another anatomy faculty here at the comm, asked him to sketch something for research. So are there similar experiences for other students or even faculty members reaching out to the club, knowing 
these students and these faculty have a, a special um, skill set? Oh, absolutely. Um, one that I think is particularly interesting and kind of bridges uh, a lot that NYIT Comp stands for is that the OMM faculty became very interested in how we did the sketches and they invited us often to come into the lab, in the OMM lab, not the anatomy lab, to do sketching of all the bones that they have. When we can all be in the lab again, kind of for an hour at a time, they have the best, of course, next to the anatomy department, they have the best setup for us to be able to sketch the bones. And not only that, it's from faculty who are experts on musculoskeletal science. So that has definitely been an opportunity that we're interested in. And I know that Dr. Molina and I have thought about next semester um, when I'm teaching anatomy, that's another opportunity to connect again over the art and maybe bridge a little bit of learning the osteopathic manipulation techniques or landmarks for certain osteopathic manipulative treatments while sketching. So it's kind of, let's fire all the neurons that we can, let, learn the anatomy, sketch it and relax, and also learn your osteopathic skills all at the same time. Dr. Molnar, did you want to add to that? Yes, uh, absolutely. That was That's really exciting. I, and I would also note that the OMM faculty were really generous with their time and coming into the lab in that first year and facilitating these drawing sessions. So we have a really good connection with the OMM faculty with the art and medicine program. The other thing that I would that I want to bring up is uh, there have been, in addition to Jake, other anatomy faculty have reached out to art and medicine students to help with their research by producing uh, drawings and illustrations. And one, one example is Jerry Joes, who did this amazing drawing of a, a lizard, uh, sort of lizard robot hybrid for uh, Dr. Michael Granitowski's work. And also this past year when we had to do um, a virtual cadaver appreciation, a donor appreciation ceremony, one of our previous artery members designed the booklet that we printed out and sent to everybody. Thank you for sharing your insights on the OMM because we just wrapped up the musculoskeletal, I think, and it was really hard for me at least to picture how the fibular head moves. And I'm really interested um, in seeing how sketching and having a pen in my hand and trying to figure out the motions of these bones, how that will help me better understand these techniques. So I'm looking forward to that. I want to now transition into where we see art and medicine coming together as a whole, especially in the clinical years, because as preclinical students, the most art we see is really like drawing and images. So we look at a lot of images, um, we study anatomy books, but we haven't really touched on how we can use art in the future to benefit our patients. So I haven't been on rotations yet, but I know Mahima, you have been. Can you share if you've seen art being used at all on the wards? So I am fresh off of rotations and it was really refreshing to see how much art was actually used in clinical practice. One example on my own was that oftentimes when you're on a rotation, you're in charge of maybe managing a handful of patients, which means you can spend a lot of time with them. In fact, medical students can often be the advocate for a patient in terms of spending the most time educating them on something uh, while they're waiting for labs or while they're inpatient and you kind of have some downtime, you can visit a patient and talk to them more. And um, I've definitely had that moment where 
I've sketched like the heart out for a patient and said, okay, well, the heart has four chambers. We just did your EKG. This is what we're seeing. And that's why this looks this way. And um, this is what's happening in this valve of your heart. And that's why you're on this medication. So all these little clinical pearls kind of come together very neatly in a sketch. It was heartwarming for me to see how much they appreciated it um, because it helped with patient education. I found it fulfilling that I could be useful as a third year medical student. And so I also had the opportunity where a clinician was kind of going around asking third year medical students questions and he sketched a vessel and he showed these, basically it was an immunology lesson. He was showing, well, if this cytokine is really high in the blood, what medication do you think they might be taking to cause that? And that visual will never leave my mind. So, I mean, those were the two most fresh moments of using art. Um, I'm sure, Jake, when you start your rotations next year in Melody, you guys will both find moments where um, it's going to be useful for both of you. Yeah, I kind of have this like little dream or thought in my head about the future and thinking about how when I'm a doctor, I'm going to want to have these whiteboards in every single one of my patient rooms with markers uh, just at my disposal to be able to illustrate some things that are better to be seen visually as opposed to just explaining it with words. So I'm excited for that. And then also in terms of using art and my future and the future of medicine, uh, Melody actually knows that she's a co-author in our book that aims to teach children about medicine and the body. So I've been incorporating my love of art to illustrate a book to also hopefully do going forward to try and educate people along with doing medicine about anatomy and how the body works and all that, all that comes along with that. Susan, you once told me a story about how art kind of helped you understand something. And I thought that was really heartwarming. Do you mind sharing that with our listeners? I had an unfortunate experience in life where um, somebody very close to me had a very, very unexpected death. And I had a hard time understanding like how that happened or why that happened. And one of the physicians sat down with me and said, let me draw you a picture and let me explain what happened. And, you know, I was very grateful that he did that because what happened was sometimes patients or or family members may be in an emotional state that the words don't penetrate, but the visual did. And he drew a picture of what had transpired and I looked at it and it was like, snap, I understood. And and that little act remained with me. It's, It's been numerous years since that happened, but I was always so grateful that that physician was able to do that. And so I have the personal experience of, you know, seeing that drawing like uh, Mahima was talking about and having it really give me some understanding and some peace. I was very grateful for that. Thank you so much for sharing that story. Now to wrap up our conversation, I want to pose to everybody on the panel, if you have any advice for your colleague, medical students in regards to actively pursuing creative talents, ideas, dreams, or initiatives during their medical school years. Dr. Molnar? I'm not a medical student and I've never been a medical student, but I will say that the first time that we got into the anatomy lab and started sketching, and it had been quite a few years for me since I'd done that direct sketching from observation, it gave me such a feeling of relaxation and almost meditative feeling 
I was detached from myself and from the place. And I was just, my mind was just free. So whatever it is that gives you that feeling of just focus and uh, attention and relaxation, it's good. It's a, it's good for you. It's good for your brain. It's good for your studying. Just make time in your life to do those things that refresh you mentally and psychologically and physically. My advice would be simple. It's just to go for it. Be proactive in protecting those aspects of your life that Dr. Molnar is mentioning that are healing, that give you joy because it helps um, with all the hard nights that you're studying and the sacrifices that you make when you're doing something you're passionate about. It generally doesn't feel like work if you get that meditative, relaxing feeling. So chances are, if you share your passions with people as you go through medical school, you'll find someone else who shares a similar passion. For me, I was thrilled when I found out that there's a community at NYTCOM really interested in art and the humanities and making sure we preserve that in our lives as we become physicians and move forward with that career, that we still have our passion that can live on. And so for me, I would just say, go for it. It's okay to be bold and, and introduce yourself uh, to someone whom you might not know very much. If you're passionate about something and they are too, they're going to want to talk to you about it. So go for it and do what makes you happy. I would like to thank our panel for joining us today and sharing their experiences, both as creative artists and medical students and educators and faculty. It's really clear from our discussion today that art and creativity are skills that we should all try to hone, not only to enrich our careers as students, but to benefit our patients in the future. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us.